Welcome to the Voice of the Forest podcast for the Bad Batch. My name is Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ed. Yo. How you doing, Ed? I'm doing well. How a little you? bit, uh, you seem a little bit cheery today. I am, no, I'm not going to plug that. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Noma. How's it going? Good, how you been, man? Uh, I'm pretty good. Getting Got that, some coffee. Getting so that, uh, that LeBlanc coffee in you. Hell yeah, man. Got a Persona 5 it up. I mean, hell, that's the entire reason I bought this coffee maker is just because it looks cool in Persona 5, so. Explain to me exactly how you make this coffee. Oh, for God's sake. Okay. <laughs> I need to know. So, if you're interested, this is going to be quite a segue, but if you're interested <laughs> in looking up the coffee maker I got, there's a, there's a coffee maker that's called a siphon coffee maker. Uh, and basically what it is, is it's this little bulb that's attached to a chamber with a filter on top of it. And nice. what you do is you boil the water in the bulb and the steam that you create once you've attached the upper chamber to it will actually push the water up into that top chamber where the coffee grounds are and then you uh kind of let you kind of stir it and let the coffee grinds immerse that way uh, and then when you kill the flame that's underneath the bulb then the vacuum stops and the coffee drains back down awesome. uh, so it looks it looks very cool that's like, a entire, like i said it, it, it looks like i have like a piece of a meth lab basically yeah uh yeah <laughs> makes about sense yeah but, but yeah, like the whole thing was, I literally saw it in Persona 5 and I thought, wow, that looks really cool. I wonder what it is. And now with, you know, the pandemic still going on and quarantine still basically being a thing, I figured, you know what, it's cool enough that I might as well get into it. So yeah, well, that's cool. The one nice thing. Yeah. And then the one nice thing about it as well is that because the coffee grounds aren't boiling, you get a lot, uh, a lot less acidity and you can kind of control that bitter flavor. So cool. yeah, I picked up some kind of nice coffee and now I don't need milk and sugar with it. So. We'll link that in the description yeah, I, below. <laughs> I feel very sophisticated. No, yeah, exactly. It's also a Japanese company, so I relate I to that. <laughs> I don't need milk and sugar with it. Uh, just because, like, you don't get any of that burnt acidic taste that you kind of get from when the coffee grinds themselves are actually boiling. It's just straight um, coffee. Yeah, it's just straight, like, the straight flavors of everything. So, like, Pretty rich. Yeah, so, for example, like, the coffee I picked up said, like, sweet and smoky flavor palette. And I can actually taste the kind of smokiness and a little hint of, like, brown sugar Could you while be I'm drinking it. So. I mean, I can, like, this is, I think, one of the the ways that you get that kind of thing. I, I can kind of do that same thing with whiskey sometimes, mm. although I usually need to know what the flavors are ahead of time. Uh, so my palate's not that advanced. But, it is, yeah, it's just kind of being able to pick out the different flavors. Nice. So. Well, yeah, if, you... Up to quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> if you want a good cup of calf, email uh, voice of the force at gmail.com and ask Noma to uh, send you over some recommendations. Yeah, I can hook you up, even though I'm trying to learn it as well. <laughs> but Ed, we're not here to listen to Noma's coffee exploits during quarantine. What are we here to talk about today, Ed? We are here to discuss the events of the Bad Batch, episode nine, Bounty Lost. Um, for this, we're going to discuss what happened, uh, what may happen after everything you've seen, and if we saw any Easter eggs in the video, we'll be sure to bring a lot up. So there'll be a lot to talk about. Uh, we'll be doing it kind of rapid fire, but don't worry, we'll go over everything once again. And if we do go over things and you still haven't heard something you want to hear, or you've seen something that we haven't mentioned or anything like that, uh, you can definitely get into contact with us and let us know what you've seen and what we can keep our eyes out for as well. And I believe Noma has the answer for you on that. Yes, I do. So there's a whole bunch of different ways you can get in contact with us. One of the best ways is through our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. With the we've new section our... that I added on uh, just a few minutes ago, <laughs> uh, the Coffee Connoisseur section. 
Oh, yeah. You say that, and then they're going to go expecting to see something <laughs> and be disappointed. You liar! <laughs> liar! Noma's daily blog of coffee. <laughs> you turned her back, you turned her against me! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We've also got our email, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Social media-wise, we're on Twitter and Instagram. Both of those handles are at voiceforcepod. And as always, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets really does help with the growing our listener base and is very much appreciated. And as always, you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. Viewing us with five stars in the comment helps with visibility, and you can follow or subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Don't pay money because you'll be ripped off. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nova. Uh, yeah. And uh, with that said, let's get into our spoiler warning for this episode. If you have not watched episode nine of the Bad Batch called Bounty Lost, go watch that now. Stop the podcast. Go watch it because we're going to be going into all of the plot points and discussing the in-depth uh, plot that has happened in this episode and anything that we saw in the background or things that Ed has brought up with some Easter eggs he might have seen. So that's this is your last warning. And uh, let's get into the episode. Yeah, so this episode begins once again in Meteor Res, you know, in the midst of the action, where uh, we get the Bad Batch trying to escape from Crosshair who, you know, man, he's a trooper because he is still uh, burnt to shit and uh, very hurt, but he is pursuing the Bad Batch in uh, chasing the Havoc Marauder. And uh, they have there's a little argument that the Bad Batch has where it's basically, we can't leave without finding Omega. And Echo's like, dude, she's gone. We need to get out of here now. She's already out of system. And uh, they basically agree to uh, jet as soon as possible. So they get out and just barely manage to uh, evade Crosshair as their shields are going down. So at the same time, we cut to Omega, who is now a prisoner on Cad Bane's ship, which also we'll talk about later. But man, I love the design of Cad Bane's ship. Oh, it's so but, good. Uh, yeah, it looks so cool. But yeah, we get her as a prisoner in there. We get a little bit of a conversation between her and Bane and uh, Toto, who is also kind of, you know, still got one leg. And after, you know, a little bit of back and forth is stuck basically being like, hey, Bane, you'll fix me, right? Bane, where are you going? Bane, all right, bye. And, you know, just kind of kind of leaves Toto there. So, uh, yeah, from there we get a conversation with Bane and Lama Sue because it turns out that's, you know, as we kind of figured from last episode, he's working directly for the prime minister. And uh, they have a little bit of a talk and Lama Sue basically tells him where to go and where they'll meet to... Uh, you know, exchange Omega for the bounty. And from there, we get a little bit of an interesting kind of back and forth. Well, also some just interesting stuff in general, because we get Tan Wee again from episode two, who uh, Lama Su, or Namase is basically like, yeah, I'll go and uh, make the switch. I'll, I'll go and make the deal. And Lama Su's like, no, 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 no. Tan Wee's going. And then as Tan Wee leaves, Lama Su, <laughs> very brutally, is just like, yeah, so when Omega gets back, Lock her to the sub-levels, and once we harvest the genetic material, we're just going to kill her. And he, he's also just, he says to, to Namase, like, you are, you are too close with her. Like, you, you have emotion, mm. and you have too much stake in this, so, you know. 
I'm gonna run this basically. Is it, is it bad that I thought that Ton Weave was Nala safe for this entire thing? Yeah, because I thought the same thing. <laughs> and then I saw a little, was... I saw a little thing, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, that's who Ton Wee is. I, I remember in episode two when he's like Ton Wee. Yeah. You know, like uh, little Daniel Logan as Boba, right? He's yeah, like Ton yeah. Wee, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> it makes so much sense now. Yeah, I, I only she is literally the only Kaminoan whose name I remembered yeah. for a long, long time. Basically, oh, yeah. until Bad Batch. I didn't the really one that we saw the most, most, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Well, basically. they introduced Ton Wee and. Lama Su. Yeah. We didn't see Nala Say. Oh, yeah, Lama Su, whatever. I can't remember Kamino Lama names. Lama Su and Nala Say. <laughs> Nala Say, yeah. I can't really remember Kamino and names. Come but... on, Noma. Ah, you know, they're just long neckers. Uh oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. But, uh, yeah, so at, the, at around the same time, we start getting the Bad Bats trying to track down Omega, try to figure out where she is. And it's it's pretty fruitless, right? Because she could be basically anywhere. So they're they're kind of just desperately trying to figure out some way that they can track her down. But at the same time, uh, Toto is trying to fix his leg, and he's doing an awful job at it. For especially for a technical droid, he's just he's just not good at it. And eventually, Omega either pretending to be annoyed or actually being annoyed. It's actually kind of hard to tell, which is which is cool. Uh, is just like, hey, I've done this a bunch of times. Just let me do it. And eventually, Toto's like, yeah, sure. Uh, I'll let you do it. And so she repairs his leg really quickly. And uh, then when she goes to, in quotes, calibrate him to fix the leg, she shuts him off. She calibrates him first uh, and then shuts him off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she does fix him, but then just turns him off and uses that time to try and find her wrist communicator. And as that's happening, uh, Bane arrives in system where he's supposed to be which is the planet of, and I had to look this up again because they say it so quickly, but it is called Boravio. And it is, this is interesting. We get some extra lore on the Kaminoans. It is an old research outpost. It's an old Kaminoan research outpost in the, as we learn later on, in the Lido system. So that's interesting. We don't really know how far away that is from Kamino or even what its history is, but it's it's cool to know that, you know, at one point, they were operating on planets that weren't just their home world. But, uh, yeah, Boravio also kind of looks like a gas planet because it is, like, there. all you can see is cloud and space. So Bane lands on the planet, and while uh, Omega is still looking for her wrist comm link, Bane is basically telling Toto to come up and help him. And when he doesn't respond, he gets curious. So he goes down to the prison cell level where, and he finds Toto deactivated, powers him up. And he's like, Toto, where's the kid? Mm. And Toto's like, well, clearly Master Bane, she's still in her. Oh no. Because, yeah. <laughs> because Omega's just straight up escaped at this point, which I was really impressed with. I thought she was going to do the whole like hide nurse, you know, go back into the cell thing. But no, Omega just straight up escapes onto the Boravio facilities. And, Barely manages to get a message to the Bad Batch before Bane catches up with her again. And, uh, yeah, so they almost figure out, like, they kind of know what air, like, they kind of know where she what is, but they have no in. idea. Yeah, well, they have no idea what system she's in, but they they um, they kind of have, like, a general direction. Right. So they start trying to figure it out from there. And, uh, yeah, as Bane is basically, like, she, he handcuffs Omega and starts dragging her back to the landing platform. We hear a blaster shot. And, you know, Bane gets really antsy all of a sudden, obviously. And as they kind of get closer, carefully, uh, we see Tanwi, and she's straight up dead. And, uh, yeah, so that was kind of shocking. I thought she was, uh, un- I like, knocked that. unconscious. I didn't expect her to be dead, but I was like, oh, okay. 
Oh well, I, when I heard the blaster bolt go off, I was like, "That doesn't sound like a stun round. True, that yeah. sounds like like a full blaster bolt." So, uh, yeah, as Bane is kind of figuring out what happened, uh, the person who shot Tom Wee shows up, and it's Venice Shand again. The assassin, and uh, yeah, and so we get a a standoff between uh, Bane and Fennec, which also helps with the fact that Fennec already has her gun drawn, mm-hmm. so it puts Bane in a bit of a disadvantage. And uh, yeah, it basically comes to. Uh, Fennec has the credits for the bounty and Bane has the kid. So Fennec's like, well, we can swap. And Bane goes like, yeah, sure, you first. But while that's happening, Toto sneaks up and grabs the credit briefcase and the firefight starts. And during the firefight, Toto loses all the credits. So, I mean, you know, there goes most of the adventure. Yeah, yeah, they just straight fall through the clouds and they're basically gone. But uh, yeah, as that happens, we get a cool firefight as Omega actually manages to escape again. And while that firefight's happening, it's it's a pretty cool firefight, actually, because, uh, you know, as we already knew from this, Fennec is young in this series, and Bane even says it himself. You know, she's, she doesn't have the experience to beat him, but uh, she puts up a good fight, and she actually ambushes him because he, he's basically waiting for her to pop out from around a corner, and when he pops out, she's planted a half a thermal detonator there. So it just goes off and not, just straight up knocks him out. And, uh, yeah, while that's happening, Omega basically gets to a control panel and manages to send a signal to the Bad Batch. So now they know that she's in the Lido system, so they start heading there. And, uh, interestingly, while that happens, Fennec Shan finds Omega and is like, hey, you should probably come with me because your friends aren't coming and you'd be safer, you'd be a lot safer with me than you would with Bane. And uh, Omega, you know, clearly doesn't trust her because of all the stuff on Pantora and manages to get the drop on uh, Fennec by dropping the the room that they're in has a bunch of these ancient cloning containers. And we can't really see what's in them, but she drops one of the cloning containers on Fennec. And it turns out there's a Kamino in inside, which, you know, raises some more interesting questions and uh, manages to get her make her escape that way. And while that's happening, she gets down to the kind of central platforms and starts trying to get to a flight pod. And she has to fight off Toto while she's doing that. Handcuffed. But while, yeah, handcuffed. So she's got a couple disadvantages. And while that's happening, Bane catches up with Fennec, and they have another fight. And it turns into like a melee scrap. And they're actually pretty evenly matched in the melee scrap. You know, Bane will get the upper hand, and then Fennec will get the upper hand. And then Bane will get the upper hand again, and it kind of keeps going back and forth. So... Uh, while that's happening, Omega manages to fight off Toto, get to a flight pod, and fire off it just away from the facility, basically. And uh, yeah, she basically is just gone. And as that kind of happens, the flight pod kind of fails. And she basically starts freaking out because it's like, oh god, I'm just going to fall forever now. But someone manages to catch her. And uh, it's revealed, thankfully, that it was the Havoc Marauder that caught her. So the Bad Batch has her again. She manages to to get inside, and they just start heading uh, off planet as fast as possible. So we cut back to the Fennec Bane fight, and it, it's, oh, it's it's so, so cool. Good. It's such a cool back and forth because it's like Fennec disarms Bane, and then Bane retaliates with his wrist flamethrowers, and we learn that he has two of them now because we only never ever seen him use one. Mm-hmm. So he responds with the wrist flamethrowers. Fennec responds by bullying him around the chest oh, and then great. kicking him off the platform. Oh my god! Yeah. And then, like, as he gets kicked off the platform, I was like, ooh, but Bane's got his rocket boot, and he activates yeah. his rocket boots. And I was like, ah, that's so cool. So he, he flies up and kind of gets back onto the platform barely. And uh, Toto's like, oh, the, the girl got away. And Bane's like, ah, damn it, back to the ship. So they rush back to the ship, get inside. 
and they're like, all right, start up systems, and they start the systems up, and the ship just doesn't start. And Total's like, I, I think someone sabotaged us, and Bane's like, what the, who, at what? And then you see Fennec's ship fly by, yep. and, you know, so yeah, it turns out as... Yeah, as as Bane was hunting down Omega on on the facility, Fennec was in his ship screwing with the systems. I'm surprised so he didn't Bane... have any like um, failsafes. Yeah, or mm. I guess he wasn't expecting anybody. But at the same time, like you have like ship protection because you're a bounty hunter and you know that mm. shit can go down, right? Yeah, yeah. That was surprising. I was me. I was wondering about that because I mean, there's a whole bunch of different ways. You know, she could have just gone in and and True. messed with the systems, but I wouldn't be surprised if she just like she just like put an EMP. Uh, grenade there mm -hmm. and just left and fried the systems right because that's the fastest way to, to catch up with them mm -hmm. um yeah bane's very angry very very angry as uh you know fennec makes her getaway and we had an interesting thing where uh we kind of see that fennec uh as we kind of thought before she's working directly for uh Nalase. and so they have a little bit of a talk and she's like yeah um omega got away with the clones that i fought last time I can track them, but it's going to cost you. And Nala says, like, no. As long as she's not with uh, Lama Sue, she's fine. She's safer that way. I'll pay you still. And Fennec's like, all right, let me know. And so, yeah, we're, we're kind of seeing there's an internal Camino and power struggle as well that's going on. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's very interesting to kind of get some more lore on the Camino wins in this episode. Kind of incidentally, as we're building up this, you know, whole season. But, yeah, that was the episode pretty much. Thank you, Noma. Mm. Hey, did you want to start us off with a discussion? Yeah, so I don't know if the fights were there, but I want to bring up right away that that weird cloning facility they had in the research station. Mm -hmm. Because as we looked through the... Um, the grimy glass, I guess you could say. It was hard to see what they were until that whole thing smashed open. And yeah, yeah. When it did, for a second, I was just like, "Were is this? Are they trying to do a Snoke thing here? Is this what's going Except, on yeah. right now?" And, and then when she but, saw the alien, I was like, "That looks like a Celestin almost." Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it all, was like, a, it was a Celestin, which which makes me think that could. <laughs> Could Snoke just be a very messed up Solston with tiny eyes? <laughs> the one thing I, I just want to say about this too is that like this station is older than the clone facility on Camino, right? Like this is where they did their research, mm. so it wasn't perfect cloning by any means or anything like that. So I feel like this is where they started to do these experiments to try and perfect the cloning thing that they have going on in Camino. So like yeah, the Solston could have been like a donor that you know they've tried to clone and it went bad and mutated. And it looked like the Kaminoan that falls onto Fennec Shan was proportionally very different headwise and everything to a, like a normal uh, Kaminoan because their heads, yeah, their head was mm. as a Kaminoan was actually pretty small, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas the one that was but here looked like something like an alien that we would see like on like space aliens in space, it, you know, yeah, like it, it looked like the typical have. like gray man alien. Yeah, exactly. Right? With yeah, the big cool. eyes, like, super stereotypical alien. Exactly, you know? Roger. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you? Because do you remember they they had to. Was, sorry, I was going to start making American dad jokes. Oh, was that? Or, yeah. Or did they have to adapt to Camino? Yeah, yeah. Because of everything happening, right? So I'm just like, is that like an original form, and then they were trying to like breed and clone yeah, we don't know. whatever was there? So like you know, mm. they were too stumpy and too big before. So now they've like to get above the water and all that. They cloned themselves through like 
and added things where it's like, oh, okay, now we can have really long necks and small heads so we don't have to worry mm-hmm. about that mm-hmm. too much. Um, and who knows? Because they could basically float through the, the, everything. It looks like the way they walk, however they walk. They also, have these little spindly legs. that little naked, or the, not little, the, the naked um, clone that falls out onto Fennec Sham, and that must have been stanky as fuck. <laughs> I, I was just thinking, yeah, w- when that happened to her, I was just like, that. that is one of those things where you're like, I'm never going to be clean again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, she gets up and she's like, what the f-? Yeah, she has, like, all this, like, do on her. necessarily, because it's, it's preserved in something, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You are, but you're not decomposing or anything like that. You've been sitting there, yes, but it could just be just, like, medical. Yeah, but, but if, a, if, a, if, a tank, if a tank of formaldehyde smashed on top of you and there was, like, a dead baby pig inside of it yeah i feel like i feel like you'd be like oh god it's i'm not gonna be clean for like a year yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a mental state it, yeah it, it's, yeah. it's yeah. a placebo yeah. thing we're just like oh, yeah exactly no, no. it's like not if it was a skunk that lasted yeah you know, it, it'd be a lot worse than you just going oh, they, did a good, they did a great job this episode with that like it was just mm. that room was really cool oh yeah it, it like and that was the thing where, like, she when she when Omega presses her hands up against the glass, yeah, I was like, I know it's not going to happen, but I'm expecting a jump scare right now. I was like, hoping like a clone, <laughs> like an original Django clone or something that didn't go well. That would have been cool. Mm. That's why I thought she went her hands up, but you don't ever see what was in that pod. Well, exactly. like the the amount of uh, di- like disrepair that that facility is in, I was assuming it was like that's old Republic time, mm-hmm. it's like, possible. High, like don't know. early High Republic at the very earliest, yeah. right? But yeah, no, that was really interesting. Just the whole setup of the facility, and the fact that you know, it's again, it's just really good writing and stuff like that. Where Omega knows how to use everything in the facility because it's still based off Camino Tech, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's very similar. So that was a nice, yeah, that was a nice kind of. Well, yeah, because it's built by the same people, right? Yeah. So it's just that nice continuity that you keep getting. Ed, and I'm. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Anything else on that one? I was just going to say, like, I, I think that also helps with Omega's character because she's incredibly proactive this episode. And it's the same thing we kind of said before. I bought it. Right? I didn't think that there was anything wrong with that. Yeah. When it was I, happening. I think the one thing that I thought of immediately was when she was helping Toto out and like repairing him and stuff like that. Mm. I'm like, this reminds me of like when tech and everybody was trying to like, reprogram one of the uh, the Dark Trooper droid things. Yeah. The phase, yeah, the phase one. Slightly or, slower combat hacking. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like she was like, you know trying to do the, the the tweaking but she she did mm. reference that she was you know doing that with the droid that was on camino she was mm. helping him out so that makes a lot of sense as well um although ironically she says like oh i've done it plenty of times for the droid or you know ar whatever and i was like he didn't have legs though <laughs> no repulsors legs she yeah. put the repulsors on after a while she was yeah i think she was referencing yeah, like connecting true. like the leg to make the repulsor work still on the, on the mm. bottom but ed any yeah. other points you want to make about this episode oh. No, I was just going to move on to like the, the next one. Yeah, because we're talking about Camino itself. So the power struggle there is really funny because we really only see like three Kaminoans ever. Mm-hmm. So the hell of a power struggle when you send off the one worker in uh, Tanhui to, hey, are you go do everything? And I am Lama Su, so you listen to me. Okay. Then And then, and then Nala says, it's like, oh, no, I don't want you to listen to him. She listen to me. Okay. Do we have anybody else? No, it's just us three. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's, as far as power struggles go, it's just like, no, they're just not listening to each other and doing their own thing until we see like a room of a bunch of Kaminoans. This is it. Mm. He's like, yeah. even, even with, with the, the Empire coming through, like you don't see a lot of them throughout the movies. You do not see a lot of them. You mm-hmm. really just see 
two at a time, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Because I, even when Obi-Wan went to go talk to, to Lama Su, I think Tan Wee was helping him out that time. Yes. Yeah, because that's where yeah. Yeah, we didn't see Django Mouse, and stuff. So, right? So it's, it's very, very strange that all this could be happening and the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. Yeah, I was not <laughs> expecting them to have that dichotomy between the Prime Minister and this research, uh, like mm-hmm. Nalase and Lama Su. I was well, expecting them to work together the entire time. It's interesting because up until now, Lamasu has been a little bit of a sympathetic figure, right? As we see the Empire trying to screw him over. Yeah. But now he's going down he's his own evil, path, yeah. right? Well, I mean, he's, half the... he's doubling down on everything at this point, yeah, right? Because yeah. everything is an investment to him. And then before where it was just amusement, maybe now it's just like, no, and I have to handle my business. Mm-hmm. So he, he kind of understands where he's coming from on that side. Yeah, yeah. But you also bring up an interesting point because the Poker City, as far as I know, this might be Legends material I, I think it actually make more sense if it was legends now because mm. the polka city was supposed to be the capital of camino right? yeah so it would almost make more yeah exactly so it would almost make more sense to me now if and again i don't know if it's if they've established in new canon if topoka city is still the capital mm. but it almost makes sense to me if you know topoka city was like head research outpost yeah and then there's actual camino cities on the rest of the planet yeah that would make mm. sense mm. Okay, so we don't see much of their culture at all no, no. There, no there, there's we something see, we see the corporation. That's it. That's it. There, yeah, there was something funny from old legends that I remember where uh, they said that Kaminoans could see in spectrums outside of human range. Mm. So they like to paint in in garish ultraviolet colors that normal people can't see. Yeah. So people back then would meme that Topoka City was covered in like really bright orange graffiti and then like yellows and shit you like just can't that. See but it. Yeah, humans just can't see it, so it just shows up as white. That's hilarious. <laughs> I do. But, uh, I do like the design of the city. It's mm-hmm. really nice. Oh yeah, it's a really nice, clean aesthetic. But something else that we also get, which is just a, a little Easter egg, is uh, we get Boba Fett's original name now, right? Mm-hmm. His classification, which is interesting because he oh, actually sorry. has the same. Sorry, yeah, he, Alpha, um, and so he has the same classification that Omega does. Mm-hmm. Which then asks, the, which also brings up the question: What happened to Beta and Gamma and Delta and all that stuff? But you know, <laughs> yeah. they went all the way from Alpha to Omega, which no, again is need one. The Alpha and the Omega. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's that, it's that little looping thing. My my favorite so. part about that whole thing was that like the the Bad Batch are the ones to figure this out, right? Like they mm. they were able to figure out that you know Boba is. Or Omega is a direct clone from Django, which to me is mm-hmm. like, how do you make a female clone from a male uh, donor? That yeah. uh, that I'm interested to know about. Um, <laughs> and give her blonde where, hair. Where would you get the Y? Right, exactly, movie? exactly. Wait, no, no, no. Females double X, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah, so you just take out the Y and you get a girl. Yeah. But you would only have one one X then, right? I'm I'm not gonna pretend I know how that works. Yeah, I'm not, I'm I'm not a geneticist for that. <laughs> I'm not a geneticist, but you, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, you have to ask the Kaminoans. The one yeah. thing that was really interesting is those like they said that like Omega is a ge- direct clone of Django, which she has mm. first generation um, clone genetics, right? Yeah. Which yeah. the only other person that has that is Boba, and then he's been missing since the Clone Wars, right? Because he mm. he leaves, right? Mm-hmm. Which which I thought would be hilarious where it's like, imagine if Lamasu is getting really desperate and it's like, man, we just can't get Omega. All right. Can we put a bounty on Boba Fett? Or, Try and bring him back. Or you know what? <laughs> hire Boba as your bounty hunter. Yeah. And then exactly, have him right, come like to Camino and be like, Hey, 
We just need you <laughs> and just like jump them. Well, well, also, like literally, that would actually be hilarious if they were like, hey, do you want to do the exact same deal that your dad did? Please, Boba, just give us your DNA. We'll pay you lots so of money. Can, yeah. I could see him being like, eh, nah. The one thing, um, yeah, exactly. I could see, I could definitely see him being like, nah, fuck you guys. The one thing that I'm just <laughs> not sure about is the, like, they have, they, they, if they got the genetic material from Omega, cool. They have more mm-hmm. first generation material that they can then make clones of, right? Who's going to be your, who's going to be your, um, your purchaser, your client, right? Like, who is going to... I think it would still be the Empire, right? But they don't care. They don't want clones. Yeah, but Lama Sue seems to be under the impression that if they can start pumping out mass quantities of clones again, because remember their their DNA is, has been degraded. Yeah, and they can't they can't pump out as yeah. many clones as they used to. Yeah, and I think that's a whole thing. That's part of the thing with Tarkin, where he's just like, "Look, we don't even want clones, and you guys can't even produce them really anymore. So we're just gonna." So they're banking on like the Empire, the Empire wanting the first gen clone oh, material and making mm-hmm. those like first-gen clones again yeah yeah interesting because to to a degree as well like i you know the stormtrooper program definitely gets more loyalty and doctrine but if you want soldiers yeah especially you know these orders these post order 66 ones that are kind of almost mindless yeah uh then you you go with clones over... increasing inhibitor chips like crazy and then you have an army of obedient yeah, exactly. followers, right? um yeah. yeah that was just really weird because it's like are they just going to like fuck off and like start selling them to like you know cartels and stuff like that like i don't know what their their point is here i'm like i don't know um mm. but yeah boba fett was mentioned that was nice i like mm. that i actually uh, i i, I kind of got red herring for a bit because a lot of people were speculating that um omega getting captured was going to lead into the uh cut episode or season seven content okay oh, versus... so that that yeah cad boba duel that would have been fucking so, sick yeah, so I heard the gunshot. off but... the table yet, because yeah. it's still a possibility. We still yeah, have seven episodes. True, right? But I, I got really excited when, like, I was like, oh, my God. Taun, well, not when Tan Wee died, but I was like, oh, my God. Someone's here. Could it be Boba? Be and then cool. Fennec Shan showed up, and I was like, ah, oh, well, that's cool, too. And then later on, when, she, when Fennec Shan's like, uh, you know, you'd be safer, you'd be safer with me. You don't know what, what the prime minister is going to do. I was like, Oh, maybe she's working with Boba Fett. Like I was, I was doing that, like getting excited That's thing good. being like, Oh my God, it could be. <laughs> I'm just showing you how good this series is and like the different threads that could happen. Right. Mm. They can pull from. And I mean, just something else that we talked about before I, I talked about it a little bit last episode, but I'm glad that they're still doing Cad Bane justice. You mean like justifier? You know, he- yeah. Well, yeah. And Dan pointed out that's the name of his ship, which yeah. is a very cool name for a ship. Love it. But, you know, just the fact that, you know, he still shows up, he's still badass, he's still an established bounty hunter, he's not getting his ass kicked by the new characters God, in ways that teeth, I don't... Though. He needs to go to a dentist. Oh, I, lo- I love that he's, like, the only Duros we've ever seen with fangs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that about him. And... But... Oh, I was still going to keep going. But oh, no, it's fine. oh, okay. Sorry, I thought, no, you, were, no, I thought you were winding just down. Me... No, 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 just cut me off. Just, that's fine. Fuck you, Noma. <laughs> just fuck you, man. No, but, like... You know, because he shows up, and again, right? It's like the Fennec thing, and like I said, it's like okay, if he, him, and Fennec were both on the draw, I'd be like, well, this seems like a hunter situation again. But she already has her gun aimed at him, yeah. at him, so she's already got that advantage. And then they start fighting, and it's like, yeah, Fennec is not kind of 
you can already tell Fennec knows she can't stand in a straight firefight against him. So she starts, you know, using her more assassin-based tricks, it seems like. And then they get into close combat. And ironically, as soon as they got into close combat, we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast. But as soon as they started getting into hand-to-hand, I was like, oh, yeah, Fennec's got in hand-to-hand. And I was like, wait, why do I think that? Is it because... I just assume that all Asians are good at martial arts. Oh no, I'm making self stereotypes <laughs> against my my own, my own race. For me, it was like but, uh, I could, it was believable though. The hand to hand combat with with her, like Cat Bane definitely has her in a firefight with guns. Mm-hmm. But like hand to hand combat, we never really do see Cad Bane get into like hand to hand combat well, and do well. Yeah, he he's he's been in a single. Well, I don't know, right? Because he's been in a single hand to hand combat fight that I can remember in Clone Wars, which is when he fights Obi Wan. Uh, and Quinlan Voss is also there, but he only fights Obi-Wan in hand-to-hand combat. And he actually beats Obi-Wan in that fight. Because, mm. uh, you know, he has the lightsaber for, for three and a half seconds. Obi-Wan disarms him, and then Bane grabs him and electrocutes him yeah. with uh, the, the wrist thing he's got. But that's not really hand-to-hand. But, that's using, like... Yeah, right? yeah he, he wins because of an electronic. Yeah. But, you know, it, you know, they get into a fight, uh, this hand-to-hand fight, and it's actually really even, right? Like, in the first fight... Bane actually beats Fennec. He headbutts her. Yeah, that was through the helmet and yeah. still knocks her down. I was like, oh damn. And then yeah, Fennec gets the upper hand with the thermal detonator, and then um, you know keeps going from there. And then by the end of it, yeah, Fennec wins in hand to hand and kicks him off the platform, but he gets back up. So yeah, this is really cool. Like it's it's ways that I can believe Bane isn't going to come out on top necessarily. Yeah. Because, like you said, we've never really seen him in a sustained hand-to-hand combat fight. And even against a rookie like Fennec, it just shows how talented Fennec is. Because she's able to basically duel him to a standstill. It's not like they're, like, trying to, like, fan service like, oh, yeah, Fennec's the best. Like, she's not. Mm-hmm. She's getting she's getting experience. She has yeah. a strength, which is long range. Like, really long range. Yeah, really long range and really short range. Exactly, in hand-to-hand combat, strengths. right? Yeah. And, like, we even see that when she fights Hunter in this uh, c- series, right? Mm. When she goes on a Pantor to find Omega. And that- yeah, and even even that's basically a standstill, right? Like, the only person that she just annihilates is Wrecker. Yeah, I was going to say, Wrecker in the sewers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that is which, another example of her just kicking ass, right? Yeah, which is, which is still kind of sad because, you know, I, I wanted Wrecker to put up a little bit more of a fight than nothing. Mm. But, you know. Yeah, what it, it's, it's a brute syndrome where it's just like you know when it comes Smash. to objects and stuff like that. Great, yeah, when it yeah. comes to other people can't hit them with anything you do. It's, it's, it's the uh, it's the Super Saiyan ascended trunks versus cell fight. Yeah. <laughs> true, true, true. Um, the one thing I did want to say is like the ambience in this episode was phenomenal. Like mm-hmm. especially with the Cabane and Vet Fennec fight, when like the smoke starts to clear and you see, um, on Wii on the ground. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh shit, somebody's here, and they're gonna like, there's something's going to go down here. And then you see like the standoff with Fennec and Cad Bane, and like the smoke kind of clearing, almost like a Western style. Um, oh, I I, I love as thing. well. I love as well when uh, Omega's trying to to open the door, and Cad Bane just comes out of the smoke. Yes, like, oh, it was by so good. For by the hook, you're coming with me, and I was like, oh my god, that's so cool. Yeah, he has some good so lines in this episode. Just, like she's oh, like, oh, we gotta see if she, like if we can help her, and he's like nothing you can do like you don't have the skills to help her or whatever yeah, like that yeah. it's like you're coming with me she's beyond that. your kind of help or something yeah, yeah i can't remember what the line is but yeah oh it's so cool he's got really <laughs> good lines for stuff like that he's got some mm. good one-liners for sure um no what do you think about like you were talking about like this the water and like the rain and stuff like that the smoke and clouds on this station like technically wise how like what do you think goes into that and like just your opinion on on the artist 
Oh, I mean, it, it's it's a lot of effect. I can't imagine how intense the render times must be for that kind of effect. Mm. I mean, I've seen those kind of things before, but yeah, just watching how well they're doing kind of natural smoke, natural ambiance, and something that, I mean, I think a lot of us just took for granted in it, but the reflective lighting when Omega's in uh the room with the cloning pods and she's activating the consoles and you see the the light reflection or blah, blah, light refractions off her face and eyes yeah my god it's so good the you know whatever systems they're doing i don't know if they had to do that manually or if they've got you An know engine uh yeah engines that are built in with those physics that are actually letting the light reflect off of them but it looks it it's i can tell it's good because i I'm pretty sure most people didn't notice it, and that's how you can tell the effects are really, really good when you don't actually, when it's doing such a good job that you you don't pay attention to it, and it just adds naturally to everything that's kind of building in with the scene. So, I, yeah, I'm not 100% sure if it was like, you know, there, there could be scripts or engines that they're using that kind of just pop the smoke in, and then they just make sure it all looks good and doesn't affect certain areas, or they could manually literally be building the smoke and putting it inside. I don't really know, because I don't know how the Disney engine works. But either way, it, it just looks so good. Even when they're, they're going to uh, Boravia, and you can just see those clouds. And one thing, you know, I'm... I'm Dan, you're going to make me start just going nuts again. But you see the perspective when um, Omega is in the flight pod and starts falling. And you can see the cloud cover, right? Like all the individual clouds, and they're all kind of moving differently. And they've all kind of – they've got very subtle kind of cloud uh, wisp movements and stuff like that. It was – I I went back and watched it like two or three times just to make sure I was seeing it right. And it's so good. Like it literally just reminds me of if you're in a plane – looking down at the clouds, right? And they're kind of just drifting by kind of thing. Yeah. And then you see them kind of rushing up as as she gets closer. But it was just, it's, yeah, the effects in this are so well done and it looks so nice. It's just, yeah, you know, hats off to them. Between this and the last episode too, where it's just like, you know, you're seeing the the slick oil waters and stuff on on uh, Braca. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just, yeah, the, the tech that they're pushing in to make the show look nice is so good. And man, oh man, it's just, you know, watching all the all that money that they they must have gotten from season seven and just putting it towards Bad Batch. It's so cool. Lucasfilm Animation's doing a great job. And mm-hmm. do you have any uh, points for that? No, I've heard that was all you. I, I enjoyed it, but as far as anything technical goes, I had nothing. I was just like, okay, well, no one was going to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was really interesting. See, I was just going to imagine, like, there was the, there was that time with the yeah, Cad Bane showing up out of this movie. That at that part, mm. I was just like, oh. "That was dope." <laughs> it was perfect. Just like that guy. He's like, "You thought you got away." No, and it's I, just, I, I just like that part the most out of mm. for, for the smoke and everything like that. I if this whole episode could have had none if it was just in that spot. I would have been like, "Okay, this is cool." You know, I, yeah, I think one of my favorite things about Cad Bane right now is that kind of beforehand and i guess it's a little bit unfair because all we've had is boba fett but like every time i think of badass bounty hunter mm-hmm. it's only boba right boba's the only one they ever show doing anything competent mm-hmm. the, except in the comic saw, books yeah we saw cad bane throughout the clone wars but it was kind of just mm-hmm. like uh here there but like he would he would win but not win he'd always get away yeah yeah, yeah. but it's just like you know we'd see boba like 
do shit and then be like, okay, pay me. Not yeah. just, oh, I'll get you next time, you pesky kids. Mm. So but, seeing him do something like this, just like, okay. oh, yeah. He and, knew he could, so. Yeah, and, and you know, Bane is, is like the, I think, the apex example of really good normal bounty hunter, right? Mm-hmm. Which is just a dude who's good at his job, and his whole shtick instead of Mandalorian armor is he loves cowboy hats. Yeah. <laughs> just so good. Cause, I and mean, neck pipes. Okay, well, yeah, but I think those are necessary for him, not... It must be cool for fashion. him specifically, because not all Duros have those. No, no. I think he just he, he needs that as life support or yeah. something. But the other too thing much, I, I love, smoking. which I, I kind of <laughs> only noticed when we were talking about him in the last couple episodes, but he's got he's got Swotor Syndrome, where he's got, like, a headpiece on. Yeah. You can still see his mouth, but he's still talking with, like, the helmet Vox voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that was, like, right into his throat. It's, yeah, it's, it's yeah, exactly like what sense. I was saying. It's, He's smoking too much. He's got the vocoder, and he's got to put it through his throat. It's just always yeah. there. <laughs> I love that reverb. It makes him sound so much more yeah, menacing. Yeah, it is. But, it definitely is. But also, you know, we, we also touched on it, I think, last episode. But Bane is the only bounty hunter who, you know, as Ed kind of says, he never he like he never really takes losses, right? The only loss he takes is uh, the Palpatine abduction. And that was Moralo Evol's plan, not his, right? Because the rest of them that we see, you know, Morello, Aval, Aura Singh, Embo, others, I can't really remember the other bounty hunters that are in it, um, even Boba, they all yeah. take, like, straight-up losses during the Clone Wars, right? Oh, yeah. They're all beaten at least once. To be usually. fair, Boba is a kid, but yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's still learning, right? But Bane is the only one who the only loss he really takes is when it's not his plan, right? Because he does the Senate abduction, he does the uh, holocron retrieval, he does the youngling uh, missions, he does all of those perfectly. Yeah. And then it's just him basically trying to survive afterwards. And there's some uh, good oh, and fights. The, the, the Zero Hunt, that's the only other one he, he fails. Yeah, in the beginning. That's because, you know, that's because no one thought Sice Noodles was going to actually be like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Hunter and Omega, that relationship in this episode gets further developed a little bit at the end there when she's, you know, Hunter's um, li- leaning on his chair and got his feet up on the dash. And I guess he's like just going over the comm systems just to see what's going out there. Um, and then it looks like Wrecker's asleep and then um, Omega jumps down and comes to the front and she's definitely not being, she's not able to sleep because she's thinking about you know everything that's been happening and, you know, mm. is this going to happen for the rest of her life and She's, you know, she's traumatized from this whole experience, right? Not just one bounty hunter, it's been two. And hmm. uh, as far as she knows, Fennec Shan's still after her, at least. Um, and so Hunter, you know, gets down on her level and, you know, tells her, you know, that's never going to happen. You're never going to go back to Camino. We are here for you and you're part of our team. You know, we got you. And I thought that was a really important moment for not only Omega, but Hunter as well to develop that sense of empathy and sympathy for her right mm-hmm. and then she turns around and says well you can't fight forever though yeah that's <laughs> yeah. true so we'll have to see what happens with them and uh, how that relationship's gonna go i don't think they're gonna kill off any of the bad batch just because of you know hunter got shot by cad bane <laughs> that would have been a good way to go and if he didn't go there i don't see him going this season at least no, if they're gonna see stick- yeah, I don't, I don't think, think 
I don't think they'll kill anybody, but as far as anything goes, like, um, Crosshair is just going to get so damaged through constant, repeated fights with these guys that he eventually mm. will become just, like, a husk. And that's where I feel like they'll really get into the first Death Trooper. Oh, yeah. Can, mm. You know, he'll have to be so put together, it'll just be like... He's almost going to be, like... be more machine than man. Oh, what the fuck's his name? Count Vidian. From New Dawn, the book. Right. Or Echo. <laughs> or Echo. Um, yeah, true. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm i interested to see, like, I don't know if you guys got this vibe, because I definitely did. And I was like, Only you got Crosshair. This vibe. It's just because of the bandages. Wait, it is, though. Like, he looks, like, when you got all the bandages on, he's in that ship. I'm like, shit, yeah. that's Dengar. I'm like, <laughs> I know it's not, but, like, yeah. imagine, okay, okay. He's just he's just cooler Dan, Dengar. Dan, the matter, Dan the, doesn't have a lot, Dan doesn't have a lot of crackpot theories. But oh this is God. one of them. No, no, I, no, I, I don't support no. it fully, but there's some points that make sense here. Dengar's no. <laughs> wrapped up. He's pretty fucking maimed and bur like burned in anything that we see him in. It's obviously not because he's in the Clone Wars and all that shit. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. the other thing too is this like um, later on, Boba and Dengar have this like really fucked up relationship where they're like, I hate you. We're like opposing bounty hunters. And it's like, yeah. If he was a clone and Boba's a clone, like that would make a fuck lot of sense. I know it's not the case, <laughs> but it's like my brain just can't get rid of it now that I've seen it. Because you can also justify that because when we see Dengar in the Clone Wars, I we know. see how Boba's crew reacts to him. It's like, what are you guys doing? Shut up, Dengar. Yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. But to me, it was just like, I don't know why my brain made this and it makes absolutely no fucking sense at all because it's obviously it's not the same person. It's just the fucking bandages that got me today. I'm like, okay. And the worst part uh... is that only you thought that because everybody else saw the vanish is like man he got really fucked up by <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, yeah. Dan, Dan I, he's doing the always sunny like charlie yeah, yeah. i got all the fucking things so, up yeah. and it's like well there's him in the clone <laughs> wars and he's and he's the, the same it's like oh shit yeah there's that it. yeah no i just i thought <laughs> it was fucking hilarious i don't tell you i did not waste a single moment even thinking of dengar <laughs> he never crosses my mind so the oh. fact that i got to use nobody likes like, dengar dengar's what the hell is it like yeah he didn't do anything he's got a really <laughs> nice accent that's about Dude, it we We've even read the comics where he does something and I still don't care yeah. about him. Oh, no, I get you. I hate Dengar <laughs> he, just as much as everybody else. He duels else. Chewbacca to a standstill. And I was like, I don't care. Yeah. It's, it's not even hate or anything. He just doesn't do anything. Dengar yeah. is the least impressive bounty hunter. Like, I like Forlom more than I like Dengar. I mean, see, again. The, like Zuckus? Sure, give me Zuckus. You're names that I just don't care about. <laughs> you need to read the War of the Bounty Hunters, Ed. May I have, have, I'm not ready yet either, but like, see, bounty hunters, man, comics. Let's go. It's like with all this, just like yeah. And what did they do? If it was noteworthy, I would know it and I'd know their names. But they haven't. Right. Nah, so no point. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like you look at you look at Forlom and Dengar and Zuckerus, and I'm oh, like, yeah, no yeah, one gives a fuck. Cool. But have you seen Embo? Yeah, Embo. <laughs> like, I want to know Embo. More badass. I want to know where. Like, he's my, in the Clone Wars. He yeah. is my favorite bounty hunter from that series. Like Cat Bane's oh, yeah. cool, but Embo. He's on another level. Like he's Even... got the cool like boomerang hat and the dog and he's so and the bowcaster and the bowcaster. <laughs> like everything about him is really yeah. cool. And we don't know what species he is at all. Mm. Like he's just this mystery, and I love him so much. Even um, what's her name? I can't remember her name, but the Zabrak bounty hunter. Oh, the the was it the aunt of uh, the girl from yeah from. Um... Aftermath. Aftermath. What's her yeah. name? I can't. I can't remember her name. But even her, she's yeah. cooler than you know Forlom and Dengar and all that stuff. It will. 
I, the last time I remember, Four Alarm and Zuckers didn't go up against a Sith and live, even if it's a retreat. He never so, raided. Yeah, nah, he's don't, cooler don't, than Dangar. Don't don't taint her. I'm actually gonna look up her name because I want to know it now. But don't it's taint like her memory with Katuni or something. It's like someone that in that vein. Um, Ed, any last points as uh, Ed or Noma looks up the uh, the episode stuff? Nothing. I am. This this episode was so straightforward. It was just like we had a problem. We had the middle. We had end. Were you expecting it, was... it to end this early for the Omega? I no. Like I I thought they would be searching for for a couple episodes, but what what that says to me is just like if they can get it, it done in a one and done. There's more there's story. Bigger stuff coming. Otherwise, this would have been strung out a little longer. Yeah, but... which is a good mm -hmm. thing because it's like okay, we 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 got that jaw drop moment last week. Then this week is taken care of. So it's like, all right, what do you got next? If we're only on episode nine, we have like seven more episodes to go. Yeah. So. Do you have any mm -hmm. speculation for what's going to happen next? Anybody? It's tough. They've they just resolved the thing they were needing to do. So once yeah. again, we're <laughs> in that moment of what do now, right? Yeah. Like, Survive, got, make money. I wasn't expecting so like, it to be resolved already. They're keeping contact with Sid, so I don't know. They might go to try and find her for a bolt hole, or try to find out. No, they won't go to cut again. <laughs> I, who knows i think they're just rex. at this point everything is getting so convoluted that yeah either rex or um Stop. or guerrera yeah mm -hmm. but guerrera means more fighting bringing her uh, both sides mean more fighting yeah yeah but at the same time what they're gonna pick the best situation for omega which could could be guerrera still because he still has like people he's trying to like take care of and they could have like a community or a do a very good job of it though Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I could see it being something where it's like, you know, they meet up with Rex and then through there they become kind of like part of the Rebel Alliance. And then at a certain point, Rex leaves. That. Yeah, Rex leaves for whatever reason. He's disenfranchised or maybe Ahsoka leaves and then he doesn't have any point. He doesn't see the point in fighting or anything like that. And mm -hmm. then it's something like that, right? Because it would also make sense, like, how did the Rebellion become established? Well, they had a special forces team that was, you know, amazing. Made like, sure oh. Mothma got to where she needed to get to or something. Exactly, True. right? And and then you know kind of carries on from there. So I mean, yeah, it's it's hard to tell now because we all we all thought the rest of the season was going to be about this, and it's already over. Exactly. Yeah. So. Like I think I don't think Cad Bane's going to be coming back. Do you? Maybe like. Oh, I think so. Oh, oh I yeah. think so. this season, hundred percent. Yeah, he's still but got he's, the, the bounty up. He's going to end up tangling. Yes, with, but at the same um, time, it's like, why bring him back if you could have done something now with him? You know what I mean? Like. I, I get like, I, I just don't know what would that encounter look like because I don't think um, it's going to be the bad like it would have to be either the entire bad batch vs Cad Bane because we also we already know the hunter can't do anything with him right mm -hmm. hunter v Cad Bane Cad Bane wins no, right see that's exactly it's going to be a PvPvp because yeah, yeah that's what we're going to see we're going to see like that situation and then Crosshair going to show up mm -hmm. and it's going to be Crosshair versus Bane and Crosshair's going to be in that back to tank for a little bit now though. <laughs> yeah, but when he's all souped up and everything like that, yeah. he'll be able to go toe to toe. You think he <laughs> might be like Gen One Dark Trooper? Huh? Death Trooper, you mean? No, or? Dark Trooper. Well, no, the no. brain thing and all that. No. Well, that was that was only Gen Three Dark Troopers, oh, okay. and that's old lore. Oh, that's... I see. Okay. Because they were also supposed to be Force sensitive. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. These are prototype um, Death Trooper yeah, yeah. right now, but I think by the time he goes through his recovery and everything and all that. 
he'll need something to help him either breathe or assist him with something, and that's where mm. that garbled speak will start to come through. Mm. And I think that's where we'll get G- Gen One Dark Trooper from him or Death Trooper, sorry, from him. Okay. Yeah, I can at least see that. All right. It'll be uh, interesting too. I don't think it'll happen, but it'll be interesting if they even bring in like Young Krennic to oversee that program, right? True. Yeah. No. Fuck Krennic. I could. I can only see it because like they there is some stuff about how Krennic worked with the Dark Trooper program, but oh okay. Sorry, Death yeah. Trooper program. Um, but I mean, you know, either I, or. I, I'd see the I. Death Trooper. I can see Dark Gideon Trooper. No. More so. Yeah, not Dark Trooper. Sorry, Death Trooper program. Because that, that's, you know, they, oh, they made a little bit yeah. of lore tying Krennic to the Death Troopers because right. they were introduced with him in Rogue One. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's also stuff I get from Star Wars Legion, so it might not be completely it's canon. Amazing. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, but did also, you sorry. The name? Yeah. yeah, that's what I was about to say. Uh, so the bounty hunter, the Zabrak female bounty hunter, is uh, her name is Sugi. Sugi, that's what it was. Yeah. And something I something I found in here that's just funny is because we were talking about how uh, her niece uh, Jazz basically Mari. learns from her, and it's just from the Star Wars fandom. It says at some point, Sugi encountered her niece Jazz Amari, uh, who had a difficult upbringing and convinced her to just run away. Uh, they worked together as bounty hunters, and in the Imperial era, Sugi and Amari worked with Embo and Dengar. Well, Sugi and Amari got along with Embo and Merrick. They did not get along with Dengar. Nobody cares about <laughs> Dengar. Nobody, gives Nobody a shit. likes Dengar. I wonder what's so like in in universe. Like, what's so shitty about Dengar? Like, what makes him a <laughs> shitty person? Him. <laughs> Look at how he is. Yeah. He acts like he's held hot shit and everything like that. He got tumbled off of the, the weird Walker thing back in the Clone Wars. And from there, he's just like, oh man, it's just like you got taken out of the fight. I feel like he's the kind of guy that's like. I'm a I'm a gym teacher because I don't want to be a teacher. I just want to be here for the summers off. Like yeah. I feel like he's that bounty hunter, but like that kind of teacher. You know what I mean? Like he's you doing it. Like nobody is. has respect for him because he doesn't want to be a bounty hunter, but he does yeah. it for the money. Oh no! I, I, I think he tries. I think he tries and just can't yeah. cut. The, he's barely above the cut, and it's just like <laughs> if I can just keep riding this, it's fine. I think I think he's this era's Taro Blood. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh fuck yeah! <laughs> nobody loves Taro Blood. He's a you piece know, of shit. He had help. And yeah. he was ready to pay people. Dengar can't even do that. So yeah. <laughs> Dengar's like riding the line of mediocrity for bounty hunting. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's how Dengar's whole shtick works, though. It's just like he's he's paying people to be like, hey, just like screw over him or like slip a laxative into his yeah. into his meal. Yeah, so but like capture what he's saying can easily be like, hey, I'll just give you like more than that. And the person will be like, yeah, okay, I didn't really want to do this anyway. I don't like that guy. <laughs> I could see that happening to him a lot. I feel like yeah. you gotta do it like a deep dive on Dengar one day. No, we don't. I'm not wasting time. Man. You like, can do it. No, yeah. I don't want to do it. Yeah. No. And even so, like, who, who's giving this guy contracts after all at this point? Right? Like, you have to figure like, it's Oh my god, guys, I figured business. it out. Well, I mean, sometimes you can't afford the best. You have to, sometimes you can only afford the, the best. Yeah, if you can't afford the Boba, <laughs> the, the Fennec, or the Cad Bane, you go for the Dengar because that's all you can afford. No, you might as well do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> Better luck. Also, I figured out what the... I Did you guys see the, the article about the EA game that's coming out, the bounty hunting game? No, I didn't You know that single player game that they're world, coming out with? Man. It's a bounty hunting yeah. game, and apparently it's Dengar. You play as Dengar. <laughs> I swear to God. I'm, I'm just fucking with you guys. I'm just fucking with you guys. <laughs> the worst fucking game that EA could make, <sighs> they would do it. Well, they'd have to be so disconnected oh my god point. yeah no i i could it's actually like, see that happening no i could and it terrifies me oh yeah these like, are the people who, yeah, yeah Sorry, people. Like, what What do you mean you guys didn't want really dengar is <laughs> the coolest bounty hunter ever 
no, it's like he's when not. have you heard people advertise? You should have just done like an unknown thing. Even if you made a character look like him but didn't give him that name, you get better traction. But as soon as you put his name towards it, you lose. Yeah, he's a joke character. So I I have a a question for the audience: If you like Dengar, if you like <laughs> him for whatever reason, please email us. If we get no emails, we are right. <laughs> we don't get emails anyway. But if we get no emails, yeah. we are right. By default, yes, dude. Right. Even his ship looks bad. I don't like the oh, jump yeah. master. Yeah, it's it's everything is the jump master looks so awkward. Yeah. It's like the hound's tooth. I don't like the hound's tooth either. I like the hound's tooth. It's I think it looks blocky. neat. The jump master, the jump master doesn't make sense to me because you have to walk around the entire ship to get to the other side yeah. of it. Well, it's kind of like the Millennium yeah. Falcon. No, have you seen the jump master? It's it's literally a like sea. A, yeah, you have to go around that way. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no, the Millennium Falcon, at least you can yeah, after you have to walk across it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. All right. You just have to go to the middle, but still. <laughs> yeah. Let's stop shitting on Dengar and get into the outro, guys. We're not even jumping. That's just. Is it really shitting on him if it's the truth? No. <laughs> <laughs> See, if we both say it at the same time, just like that, you know. Yeah. <laughs>and